Hey, this is Holg. This is what happened last time. Merc healed his sister with the water we brought back from the Feywild. And she told us about shady dealings she had discovered at the Ark Rites. So Merc led us there, practically kicking the door in, and we were nearly ambushed by another bounty hunter. And by the Tenebris agent secretly working in the shop. We ran the bounty hunter off, captured the cultist prisoner, left her in the custody of the Valins across the river. While we were in Finnislingam, Lucan picked up the package. He gave me Tirathon's tooth sword that he had commissioned. I chose to call it Lucan's Bite. We rested in the underground shrine, which became the base of a gigantic tree and now stands in Wood's End, and apparently the home of a nudist gnome and his winged cat? Anyway, just before dawn, Lucan used his family prayer beads to turn us into mist. We floated our way to the bell tower of the cathedral and reformed ourselves, descended the stairs, and encountered evil paladins on the ground floor. We defeated them, but not without injury. Then on the other side of the altar appeared a bishop with his two lackeys, and Merc charged. So you're all standing in this cathedral with very minimal light beyond what you're carrying. Most of the candles are out because it's so early in the morning. And so most of the building is in shadow. Asher is on the altar. Merc has begun to charge that direction. And just as he does so, Zan specifically, you see the beams in the place breathe. Like the cathedral is taking in a breath of air. And it starts to pop along the beams. It's not exactly coming down over your ears or anything like that, but there's damage happening above you, and it's cracking along the top. And just as that's happening, you start hearing almost like hail as nails start coming down on people, bouncing off of shields, bouncing off of armor and helmets. It's all almost in slow motion. As Merc is about to reach where those two acolytes were, Asher near stands up tall in his vestments, and he looks past you at the paladins on the ground, and he says, Oh, Clancy Donland, you disappoint me. And one of the bodies laying next to you just explodes. Blood just spatters, blood and gore hits everybody standing there, minus Merc, because he's moved himself out of the group. And out of that body comes a gory two-handed sword like it was somehow sheathed in him and it flies hilt first up towards asher just as it's about to go past murk asher just sort of explodes himself not in gore but in shadow and this huge shadowy figure filling the altar and its head goes up to the stained glass on the walls asher is lifted into the belly of this shadow beast it's got one big black claw and the other claw reaches out and takes that big sword like it's a dagger merc you reach the acolytes they kind of come forward to you you know they meet you halfway there's two of them standing there and they have halberds with stylized sword tips well, i gotta clear out the chaff 
I will take a swing at the first one. We'll just say he's the one on my left. Does an 18 hit him? It hits. Very nice. 13 points of damage. You cut him right underneath where his chainmail hits his waist, and you cut him in half. Wham! And he falls to the ground. Okay. I take an attack at the second one. 16. 16 will hit. 12 points of damage. Same story. Wham! You come back with your sword and behead him, and he drops. Lucan, you're up. You're somewhere around 90 feet from him. Lucan's going to run forward, and he's going to point towards Merc and yell, Get a Merc! And cast Shield of Faith on Merc, so Merc has a radiant glow about him, and plus two AC. You can barely see Asher in there. He's there. He's this image that has all this smoke whiffing by him, but you can see this silhouette inside there. He does some sort of incantation. It does not sound like Lucite prayer. And around where the majority of the group is, where the paladins are, a little whift of blackness comes from the monster and creates this whirlwind of black shadow. It moves very quickly towards the group. As it does that, it picks up volume, as it picks up nails and things like that. So it's whipping around nails in the air as it moves that way. It doesn't actually have enough movement to get to you in this round, but he's sending it towards the pack. It'll be a little bit of a deterrent if you're wanting to move straight forward. That's Zanstern. She is going to grip the relic of Amastasia. She is going to hold that in the air, reach her hand towards it, say a prayer, and flare out this moat of radiance that goes across to everybody. She is casting an 8th level spell, Holy Aura. Divine light washes out from you and coalesces in a soft radiance in a 30-foot radius. Creatures of your choice in that radius when you cast a spell shed dim light in a 5-foot radius. So everybody's lit up now. We can all see each other pretty well. You have advantage on all saving throws, and all other creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls against them until the spell ends. It's concentration for a minute. In addition, when a fiend or an undead hits the affected creature with a melee attack, the aura will flash with brilliant light, and that attacker must succeed on a constitution 18 saving throw or be blinded until the spell ends. So she'll walk forward the 30 that she needs to catch Lucan in that, but all of us are now glowing as she kicks off that radiance. If I can, I'm going to start making my way to her right towards the doorway of the church. So she wants to start breaking out from the group to, so that the tornado doesn't have all of us targeted. I hope it doesn't matter, but I skipped Relap, didn't I? Relap, you're up. The whirlwind is between us and Merc? It's basically in the middle of all of you, with Lucan on the right and Merc on the right and everybody else to the left. And right now, Zan's trying to skirt it to her right to go south on the map. Would I be able to dispel this? It's a spell effect. Yeah, I mean, if I can try to dispel, I'll give that a shot. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and kind of run straight towards it and hit it with the dispel. I rolled a 10, but should equal out to a 20. Relap runs forward and makes this thing sputter out. All the nails are still there because they were physical nails. And they all sort of drop in one spot. And so you do have about a 20 by 20 square right about in the middle there that will be kind of like caltrops. You're going to have to slow down or possibly get hurt through that square. Okay. And I'm going to move as far as I can towards Asher. So are you moving through the nails? 
Yeah, I mean, because you don't automatically get hurt, but you'd have to go half speed once you hit there. Sure, if that makes sure. sense. You know, yeah, you're gonna go three speed per one foot of movement. Okay, that's or, fine. Right, right. Yep. The shadow, you know, it's just this big humanoid shape, but you can see where her face would be, and you get a sense when it's looking around or looking a relative direction. Zan, make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, and I have advantage on this because of my spell. 27 is the larger one. It points its finger at you, says something in what you assume is infernal or abyssal, something horrible sounding. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the spell that you've got going, but it just doesn't affect you. You just end up with six points of necrotic damage that just sneaks through with whatever he says to you. He also is going to take a swing at Lucan. Lucan, he kind of moves in on you. Okay. And if it's a fiend, then he's going to have to make a constitution saving throw also. So Lucan, this big sword comes down. It's almost like he's trying to slice you in half. And the light seems to back him off a little bit as he comes down or make him stutter step. And it hits the ground and splinters wood next to you. Did he make a a constitution save or did he have to? What's the effect? It'll go blind for a minute. Yeah, he can't go blind. Okay. It's Hulk's turn. I'm going to follow behind Lucan. I'll do the move dash action. I will use my cunning action to not stub my toe and catch up with Lucan. So kind of side by side with Lucan. Merc, you could get into melee. I would certainly like to do that. Within melee, you ha- you do have to make a check. You're making a constitution saving throw. <laughs> okay. 25. So, you know, you don't really like where you are when you come up into this. It's, there's all this blackness that you're breathing in, but it doesn't affect you. Okay. I get in with striking range, and then I'll use Channel Divinity, Vow of Enmity. I now have advantage on all attack for the next minute. So 10 rounds. Nice. We will take my first swing. 29 to hit. I'll hit. Okay. 12 points of damage. We are going to do the Great Weapon Master. We're going to take the minus 5 on the second attack. A little force field pops up in front of him when you swing this one, and it's actually Asher inside. He puts up a shield spell. 21. 21 will still hit him. Okay. 25. And we'll do the... Third and final attack for the round. Oh, I forgot to declare it. So 26 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. 16 points of damage. Destiny is glowing like the the sword is just glowing. The pummel, I mean. You know, you're swinging in close proximity to this other near, and the sword's just going haywire. It's Luke's turn. I can get into melee, right? Yeah, and Merc's already there. When you go into melee, you're going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. All right, Lucan's just charging in with a sword a-glowing, so I'll make my con throw. I got a 21. That saves. From everybody else's perspective, it's almost like these two just step into a tornado. They step into this storm cloud or something, and you're afraid of what's happening to them in there, but they're fending it off. Lucan's going to give a big old swing. He's going to use Divine Smite. Gonna say, may Lucian's light strike you down! There we go. And there we go. Been a while. It's a fiend of sorts. Oh, I so. figured. <laughs> <laughs> so I added uh, all the dice. 
All right, a 30 to hit. That'll hit. And counting up all that dice. Uh It's rough. It's rough, man. (laughs) 59 points of damage. Holy cow. Lucan's going to do a spinning hit on this one and yell, I said back, you fiend. And he's going to do Divine Smite again. 28 to hit. 45 (laughs) points of damage on that hit. And he's hoping to be close to Merc so he can help defend him if he needs to. Yeah, you're side by side there, and Holg is probably going to come in on the other side. Hopefully. Relop. I had skipped you last time, but now this is officially your turn. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move as close as I can. Can I get within 60 feet? Yeah, you can get within 60. Probably like right about at the steps there. Okay. I'm going to pull out that uh, platinum cord that I made a little while back, mutter a couple of words under my mouth, and cast Tether Essence. They need to make a constitution saving throw, both Asher and the creature. You have to be able to target two creatures for that, though. Yeah. You're not able to target Asher while he's inside this shadow. I guess it fizzles out. Asher's going to... He, again, does something inside there. And the fist on the monster electrifies. It comes from the cleric inside and runs itself up the arm and his fist is charged up and Zan, it's your turn okay it was close to dawn that we were that we were yeah. planning on breaking our way in here okay so she's going to make her way still towards the middle aisle of the cathedral so she's going to keep making her way to the right trying to get a good distance away from everything but being in that middle aisle seeing a eucatastrophe above it floating there is anything wrong with that? Is it all black and corrupted looking? No, it looks normal. This one's completely hanging from chains. It's not lit up, but nothing seems weird about it. It's just hanging back there. Right. She's going to aim her sword, glowing with the fire energy of a scorching ray. And I'm going to attempt to break three of the stained glass windows to the east so that when the sun comes up, it's going to beam right in those windows and down onto the altar. All right, the shadow's turn. It's going to try to bat these two away that are in front of him. One arm is going to go after Luke. One arm is going to go after Merc. Disadvantage on both. And Merc has a plus two on his AC because of shield of faith. Gotcha. Lucan, the sword hits your shield, that big gory sword. And the other fist with the lightning on it, Merc, does catch you. Okay. It hits you for 27 necrotic and 14 lightning. Hits and then zaps afterwards. Sure. So 41 total. Hold you up. Okay, so following behind Lucan and that big smack that he gave them, I am personally feeling inspired. All right. You got to make your con check when you come into melee. All right. Here we go. Con check. 23. It's not pretty in here, but you're fine. Okay. All right. Uh, And yeah, uh, alongside the opening that Lucan has left, and I will try to make an opportunistic strike. (laughs) And that is a uh, 14. I wish I could Uh, get reliable talent on my attack rolls. 14 will miss. (laughs) All right. And then I will use a bonus action to offhand strike with 
Victoria Norse Malice for another miss. Both just flailing in there because stepping into that melee range, just all of a sudden that uncomfortableness, the goosebumps, just yeah, the heebie-jeebies, I'm skeeved out. You can hear, by the way, there's a lot of movement outside. There's people yelling. The city is stirring outside. Good. Merc, you're up. You do have to make a con saving throw. Sure, sure. Let's see. 29. Woo, made it. I hope so. <laughs> okay, now here we go. Ultimate turn here. Step one, we're casting Hunter's Mark on this monstrosity. We will attack, standard attack against them. 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. We'll burn a smite on him. 28 points of damage total. And we'll take the second attack. 28 to hit. Oh, that'll hit, yeah. I'm going to smite on this one again. And that'll do for my spells. 33 points of damage. And then my third attack. 23 to hit. That'll hit. He owes me a wisdom save. DC 17 wisdom save. He passed. 25 points of damage. Okay. All right. And then we're going to action surge. Take a second round of attacks. 26 to hit. That'll hit. 17. He owes me another save for golden attack. Yeah, he passed it. Okay. Second attack. 26 to hit. 26 points of damage. And again with the wisdom save. Yeah, yeah, he got it. And this should be the last one. 29 to yep. hit. 26 points of damage. And he owes me another save. <laughs> that one he failed. He has to attack me. Or he has a disadvantage if he attacks somebody else. So it did nothing, but whatever. Boom, boom, boom. The sword destiny just keeps flying back and forth. By the way, the sword almost looks like it's getting hot. It's orange from the heat of this battle against this thing and probably has something to do with the blood of the Wolnir that's charging it. Lucan, you're up. All right. Going to take a swing. Lucan says, Lucian's light, drive out the darkness. And I rolled a 22 to hit. That'll hit. All right. 50 points of damage. Jeez. Ouch, Brian. Ouch. <laughs> For the second swing, he's going to walk into that shadow and stab upwards. He's going to try another armor spell. Flashes his little force field to bring up his armor class. It's just a reaction. Okay. He says, back, you fiend. 29 to hit. Jeez. Doesn't matter. <laughs> right through it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Screw your shield. Blow. Yep. I'm a little hitty right now. Just a mm -hmm. bit. Oh, hey, Lucan, make a con save okay. before he turns over. 49 points of damage on this shot. And my con check's 19. So this chokes you up a little bit as this necrotic damage is surrounding you as you cut in. You take 20 points of necrotic. Okay. And that's all I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Lucan starts choking as he's getting into that shadow, but he's acting like it doesn't bother him and he's going to hold strong. From inside of it, Merc, you hear him say, Brother, you don't disappoint. It is now Relapse turn. Okay, I'm going to do Disintegrate. This thing can't have that much left. 
63 points of damage or half with the saving throw. It drills into it and creates this hole. It's a little bit nebulous. Definitely hurts. It roars out, which it really hasn't made a lot of noise, but you hear something come out of it at that point. It almost looks like it's dissipating for just a second. Maybe it's a defense mechanism. And you can see Asher just for a split second more than you've been able to see him. And now it is going to swing that sword relapse way. The sword flies like it's animated. There's just a little bit of a tendril of that smoke. He kind of shoots it across the room at him. So relapse, the sword catches you for 30. It's half slashing and half necrotic. And it really just slides by you, cuts you along the side, and it's coming back to the monster. At this point, to relop, because you've been hit with that blade, you are unable to heal for now. Okay. And it's going to try to punch at Lucan. He's still got that charge on his fist. And so, Lucan, you're going to take 28 necrotic and 12 lightning as this fist punches down at you. All right, Lucan gives out a big old yell, and he's got blood running out of his nose and his mouth, and he's looking bad, but he's going to still hold strong, pretend like it's not bothering him. I would like to take the Sentinel Strike against that thing. Okay. 30 to hit for 20 points of slashing damage. It's like this smoke sprays away a little bit, almost like it's blood or something even though it's just this big darkness and Xan, it's your turn. She's going to raise the heater shield and make her way 30 feet forward towards the battle. She's going to try to make her way within 60 feet of Lucan. So she's just going to go straight forward up the aisle. So as soon as she does that, she is going to whisper her prayer. A wave of radiant energy will shoot towards Lucan and I'll cast heal. So he'll get 70 hit points. Nice. Excellent. Zand, when you get up to that spot, too, you kick something, and you look down. That paladin exploded, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. body parts went flying and all that sort of thing. There's a sword lying in front of you at your feet. It's a pretty simple lucite steel blade, clearly something made with the church in mind. The pummel is probably like an amber. It's like a yellow color, and you just have a feeling like you've seen it somewhere before. So that was your turn. I'm just kind of pointing out what you notice when you get up there. Yep. And then that gets us to hold. I clench my fist on Lucan's bite, brace myself, and go in after Lucan to uh, see if I can find any purchase. Make a con save for me since you're in melee with it. Even with Lucan's plus three, brings me to a 19. Take 27 necrotic. Okay. Here's my swing. AC 22. 22 hits. Okay. Uh, That will be 32 points. And then I will swing with the offhand. And I flail about in the darkened mist, thinking that I could follow up with another stab, but he must have moved away after that initial hit. Merc, you're up. Take a swing. Uh, We are going to do Great Weapon Master. 18 to hit. 18 will actually miss in this case. Okay. Second attack. 21 to hit. Yes. 33 points of damage. And last attack doing Great Weapon Master. Long, great, big, heaving swings. 19 to hit. 19 will hit. 25 points of damage. 
as you swipe through this foul thing, your sword officially flares up like a red blade in the forge. This last hit on it makes it scream out and Asher is floating there as this shadow rips apart in front of you. Its pieces return to the shadows from whence it came. Asher wafts down and Zan, you suddenly hear movement behind you. There are people coming out of the shadows behind the group. And literally, you see Asher freeze up. The sword, by the way, is still in the air, but it freezes as well. And so he's locked in movement. The sword stops where it is. And you hear a voice say, Asher will near. Grand Inquisitor Yudas is standing there. And he has locked Asher will near in place with some sort of spell. And right next to him is Sister Margaret, the Inquisitor from town. She's wearing white and red robes. And next to her is Ella Dergal, the female gnome wizard that you sent to Lucidum. She's in her green robes, the same ones that you saw when you fought her outside of Wood's End. You also see Brother Tullin of the Order of Law and his detachment. And on the other side of the place is Miles Volin in full field plate with a red cape and a blue tabard of his family and a detachment of silver swords. And looking a little bit out of place in all of it is Willoughby Weingartner with a short sword and shield and a long chain coat. And he doesn't fit into it very well. And then out of the group steps an old man. He's a big man, but he's an older man in a battered but polished breastplate. And he's holding a worn leather book and next to him is Lucia, wearing dark green robes lined with wolf pelts. And he says, Asher will near. We invested so much in you. Our firstborn, look what's become of you. We thought the church would undo your shortcomings. And soon it became too late. I've been a coward, afraid to stand up, afraid to lose what your forefathers fought for, afraid to lose, and he looks at Merc, everything. No longer, son, your youngest brother took the wolf by the ears. When the rest of us cowered before the evil you had become or tried to deny that you were lost to us, it's time to stand down, Asher. And he kind of looks at the crowd behind him and he finishes the thought, or be lost forever. And Asher's strained and kind of frozen there, but he can move his mouth and he says, it is you that have lost, father. And in one motion, Eudas is blown back with a wave of force and a handful of people, Margaret and the Order of Law, bust back into the darkness. This huge wave of force blasts that direction. And Zan, you really honestly don't know how it didn't hit you because you're standing right amongst them. And Miles Valin's corrupted blade slices through the air and plants itself in the chest of Merc's dad, Capius Wolnir. And he falls to his knees, blood staining his lips. Merc, I'm going to give you the next move. He'll scream no and then just take the sword and with all of his might try to cleave Asher in half, starting okay. at the collarbone. That was a nat 20. 36 points of damage. You just whip around and you cut him clean under the shoulder blades and just cut the top part of his torso off. And his body flops down in front of you. And in the place that he was, where his heart might have been, this little pinpoint of blackness and he actually looks up at you for a second and he, he kind of smiles like, like he's got something on you still, even though you just completely murdered him. And he says, thank you. He starts to like, thank you, but something's wrong. And that black spot starts to grow. 
he gets this look of panic on his face and he goes no i wait no he starts getting drawn into that blackness and at the same time so do you and everybody your vision starts black on the edges and just shrinks in to little pinpoints and it goes black Merc, you wake up in darkness and look around there's a little bit of a whistle a little bit of wind in the air the air is relatively clean but it is just pitch black and on the ground about four feet in front of you destiny lights up and again looks like a sword during forging stand up walk over pick it up it no longer has the blood stains that it used to have it looks very clean almost like it's been polished you have the option at this point to turn it into that forge looking blade which will give it some fire damage and it will also give you a little bit of torchlight it still works as this wool near finder if you needed it to as well it takes an action to use the stone it takes a bonus action to light the blade right around you you see the rest of the party yeah, everybody got drawn through this whatever it was and everybody's laying there unconscious Lucan, you're the next to wake up and you hear no no my blade not back in black i've barely tasted light go back go back Lucan says what is going on your sword is totally upset you can see merc standing there with this red hot sword you are in total darkness i cast daylight on my shield 60 foot radius of light you're kind of in the middle of nowhere within the 60 you don't see much you might be on a plain or in a desert or something it's dirt that you're standing on like you're outdoors but that's about mm. all you have zan's laying there and holg and relop i'll check them to make sure that they're okay that they're breathing yep and then i'll shake them gently and rouse them and then i'll uh i'll try the bloodstone see if i can find Asher. It doesn't discern whether or not it's Asher or not, but there is a little bit of a Wolnir ping. It's very far across country. We need to figure out where we're at for sure, but uh, I'm guessing whatever that thing was, it'd be the Shadowfell, which also means Asher's still alive. So when are we going after him? Now seems as good a time as any. I don't know where we're at for sure. And we need to figure that out. This could be the Shadowfell. Whatever pulled us here was, in fact, Nock inhabiting Asher. And if so, he's still alive. Looks like the Shadowfell. Um, I have a compass for here, I believe. And she'll dig through her satchel and pull out the Shadowfell compass to get an idea of direction of which way we're going. You know that it only works on the Shadowfell. So as soon as you pull it out and it starts getting runes on it, you're like, okay, Shadowfell. It shows which direction is north. It does have some numbers on it. You know, if you take a couple steps one direction, you take a couple steps another direction. It seems to coordinate longitude, latitude, although that's probably not a term that you guys would use. But you probably need some sort of point of reference before you could really know what to do with it. We're always in a reflection of the material plane when we come here. We've never been to the Shadowfell in Wood's End, so I really don't know where anything is. What, what brought us here? The darkness in Asher's heart, whether it was Nock itself or something else. I can sense him. He is that way, and I will point 
She'll hold up the compass near you so that you can get a direction. Northeast. North northeast. How far? Far. I I think I can bring us back to the material plane. I have the spell ready, plane shift, just in case I needed to. If Feridwin appeared and pulled me here, or... I was just trying to plan ahead, but... If we stay still, maybe I can just bring us back to Wood's End, but... If he's hundreds of miles out, that's going to be quite a long journey. What do you think, Merc? I think I wouldn't be able to track him on the material plane. Everything we've seen in the Shadowfell, it's going to be an incredibly dangerous trip to go that far. We can try, but you tell me if you want to stay here or go back. Let me think for a moment. While he's thinking, Lucan's going to start healing people. So how much damage do you have on you, Merc? He'll push you off and make sure the others are all right first. And you actually look worse for wear. Okay. Zan, how much damage do you have on you? Six. It's not necessary. I'm good. Relap? 20. Okay, you're healed. Yeah. You try to heal Relap and it doesn't heal. Ah. <laughs> wait, wait, I have the decanter. And so I'll pull out the decanter and have him drink from that. It heals up. Relap, it was just starting to get painful. It was like it was getting infected. Hulk, how much damage do you have on you? 37. Lucan pats you on the back and his hand glows and then you're fully healed. Uh, thanks for that. No problem. He will go ahead and just heal up, Dan. No, I can do it myself. I've got it. Oh, okay. I did that with a cure wounds already. I'm going to heal myself 38, and then I, my lay on hands is done for the time being. Do you need more, Luke? Yeah, I only have 13 more damage on me, so I would say no at this point. All right. If we're going 300 miles, we might need to be resting anyways during the trip. Merc, your your father was, was hit. If we get back, I can give him the decanter. We can save him. Yes. Saving the Lord might be useful. And Merc looks kind of pained and a little confused. If we could travel roughly from one point to another on the same planes, we might be able to use something that we already know to travel faster so that we don't have to travel as far in the Shadowfell. And if he's the only other Wolnir in the Shadowfell, I should be able to track him with ease. So I, I think you're right. Let's let's try to save the, the Lord of the town. All right. Everybody gather up. She'll grab the tuning fork that she has for the material plane, and she will cast her spell of plane shift. It does not work. Um, what? Ringing the tuning fork and it rings out and nothing's <laughs> right. happening. What What happened? That should have worked. Why aren't we there? Yeah, there's supposed to be a plane shifting pop. Yeah, I've cast spells and they've worked. So what's going on? Something's keeping us here. We can't leave. This is not Nock's realm. Uh, Nock resides here. Creatures of his do. I don't know if he himself does. I mean... Something wants us to fight here and travel through this. Hmm. What did I do? Wasn't supposed to work that way. The only thing I know to do is to start walking that way. And Merc takes Destiny and puts it back in its sheath. It gained power, but what cost? Let me try something Ah. else. And she's going to collapse to her knees and attempt to pray incredibly hard. I'm going to cast Divine Intervention and see if Lucian will help us. And I got a 45, so that does not work. No, it's not working, and she's starting to like panic a little bit as she's trying to get us back to the material plane so that we can do all the things we're supposed to do, and it's not working, so Zane's hey, definitely I, getting frantic. I have an idea. On my prayer beads, I can summon a planar ally. Maybe this being could pick us up and travel us far in a quick way. If they can get here. Well, it's worth a shot. Go for it. 
Lucan's going to get on one knee and start praying to Lucian and pray about how he needs greater power to help bring this group to hunt down Asher in a hurry. He'll say, Lucian's light, I need your guidance more than ever. Please send us a divine favor. And then he casts the spell from the prayer beat. It goes bright and then fizzles out. Just as somebody's about to say, did that work? A figure of light appears behind you. It's not like suddenly you saw this flash. It was kind of like he was already there. He's a winged figure, feathered wings. He has golden armor on, like a breastplate that's form-fitting. Like it was poured onto him and formed around him. And he has a little helmet with a nose guard coming down. So you see these eyes that are backlit. It says, Champion of Light. Yes. You call for aid. I have. Thank you for coming. Lucan kind of has his head down tilted a little bit. Yeah, she's looking up at him barely, but she's still knelt before him. Yes, kind of a respect type of thing. Holga's just standing I'm... there staring at, like, <laughs> not really awe, but curiosity. I am Fuel. It is good to meet you, Fuel. And he kind of looks through everybody almost. Fuel, could you take my companions and I and help us swiftly hunt down a soldier of Nock? We do not have the speed that we need right now, and I'm hoping you can help with that. And Lucan puts his hand out to Zan and Merc and Holg and Relop. I will do whatever is necessary for this favor, whatever deed you wish me to do, whatever amount of tithing you need, but I need this favor and I need it fast. Face is very free of lines, like he was born this way. Agents of Nock are throughout this land for those that would unfurl his banner. Who is it we, that you seek? Asher Wolnir, and we have an item that can help locate where he's at. So we can tell you where to go as long as you can get us there fast and hopefully safe. He says, Champion of Light, Asher Wolnir died in the material plane. There's a remnant of him in the Shadowfell, and that's what we need to investigate. We need to stamp out his darkness if we can, once and for all. I would take you from this space. I cannot take you to your home. Understood. And I could take you to the place that you sense this remnant. I would be quite grateful. We all would be quite grateful. There are forces at work here. What might be more useful to you is some advice. And then we can talk about whether or not you really want me to take you to the remnant of Wolnir. What advice do you have, Fuel? Asher Wolnir has entered a new state of being. He is something more than mortal. Lucan turns to Merc and says, I'm sorry, Merc. And then looks back at Fuel. Champions of Light, if the songs are true, you've seen this happen more than once. The same happened with a hag named Faridwin. Yes. She too is on this plane. There's an oath tying you to doing something about her. I can Correct. smell it. Lucian has guided us all together to take down Asher, to take down Nock, or at least take down what power we can of his, and also to take down Faridwin. This plane is... Full of enemies. Five factions fight for control of the Shadowfell. The factions those two are involved in are opposing to the factions in this area. You have made contact with some people from here. Yes, the followers of Venifer. They don't call her that anymore, but... If you were to contact them, they would give you the edge you need. Lucian is on your side. He'll be to the right of you. There are others that will be on your left. 
Lucan notices that Zan's on his right and Merc's on his left. If I take you to where this remnant is, I would be bringing you to your death. You need that edge first. I appreciate the advice and the concern. We will look for this faction and have them help us. Can you bring us to them? I could bring you close to where they base. Close would be fine. Is Relop's hand glowing right now? It is. Lucan turns to Relop and says, Relop, can you sense where this faction is with your hand symbol? I can take a shot. Concentrate on the faction. Yeah, see it doesn't, doesn't seem to do anything. At the very least, it's something we can use to perhaps gain entry, him having that mark. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. So Zan starts concentrating and begins her prayer for sending, and we'll send a message to Amelius. Amelius, this is Xanathia, the Lucite cleric. Nock has pulled us into the Shadowfell. We are trapped. Can you assist us? He replies and says, possibly. It's in lingual. Where are you? Do you have any way of telling your location? He says he could possibly help us. He just needs to know where we are. Let's go to him and announce ourselves. See if yeah, someone was, can find him. I agree. Ask him where he is and we could possibly show up pretty quick. All right. Phil, could you help us with this? Certainly. Of course, there will be payment for the transportation. A tithing would be appropriate in such a matter. And a little yes. golden bowl pops up in front of you, floating about chest level. Lucan will put 2,000 gold in there and genuflect. Okay. You hear all these clinking sounds as it goes in, and then the bowl just shrinks on itself and disappears. Very generous champion. Not a problem at all. All right. Does everybody have everything? We can kind of check the ground around us. Sure. Make sure it didn't drop anything when we got thrown through. Zan, that sword is laying there. The yellow pummel, the one that had been at your feet in the cathedral. I kind of look around to everybody and look back down at the sword and look back to everybody. This was in the church. Fuel, what is this? Looks like Lucite steel. Maybe just hold on to it. Maybe Relop can look at it while we're traveling. I suppose it depends on the manner of travel. Yeah. I'm sure it's better in your hands than anybody else's. It's familiar. I, Like everything else, I think I'm supposed to have this. Maybe it'll be what <laughs> ends fared when... And then Lucan gives a smile. <laughs> Buell stands in front of you and his wings go out. And it's really pretty impressive. His wingspan's at least 20 feet across when he spreads them out. He says, take a feather and hold on. Lucan smiles. <laughs> Zan's more in awe than anything else. But then Lucan looks back to see if Hulk's actually going to grab a feather or not. <laughs> <laughs> I just grab it. <laughs> Seems very delicate, like you're going to pull it out or something, right? As soon as everybody's grabbed on, he really doesn't give anybody warning. He starts flying. It's more of a glide. It's almost like he doesn't need the wings he just flies up, the wings go out. So it's not like he's flapping and you're all like holding on for dear life. It's, it's like a hang glider and you're holding on to the back of it, feet flying behind you as he goes. And he's going pretty quick, just sort of darts through the darkness. Other than the fact that he's glowing himself, he doesn't set out any extra light. There's no headlights working for him. He just seems to be able to see through the darkness. So you hold on for about an hour and he goes feet first down while his wings are still raised up behind him and you're holding on and he drops down kind of into a crouch and you're all just gently standing there. You feel like you should have just had a pretty serious tossle 
and he just gently lays you down when he lands. And he just turns around, looks directly at Lucan, and says, Thank, Thank you, champion. champion. Good luck in your travels. Thank you, Fuel. Take care. And he goes out, like a light being switched off. He's not there anymore. You're standing in a field. There's a little bit of grass. You know, this is a pretty barren place, but there's grass here in the darkness. You even think you can see a couple of trees. And there's a lake in front of you. You can see at least the beginnings of the lake. And then it goes into fog and darkness. But above that, there are some stars in the sky here. And it's clear enough to make out that there's a mountain beyond the lake. And on this side of the lake, there's a tower. Does it look like Bale Nolaire flipped? Does it look like where we were before? Make a wisdom check, maybe? Just an ability check? Yeah. I rolled a 12. Relop, roll yours with advantage. You can make an intelligence check or a wisdom check. I got a dirty 20 on my wisdom check. I got a 7. <laughs> I got 18 wisdom. I got uh, 20. Relop and Zan, you look at each other at the same time. If you flattened out part of that mountain right there, you'd be looking at Lake Umbra and Fire's Heart. And the tower is effectively where Meridor would be. Gods, we're all the way across the realm. Which means you think that you probably were somewhere in the western plains. Not long from where maybe you were traveling out of the woods with the campy. All right. Uh Let's try to find the Venifer followers, see if they can help us. And this tower is close to us? You're probably a quarter mile from it. That's the closest structure. I feel would bring us as close as he could to the camp. It must be this way. Yeah. Do we just walk right in? We should try not to be aggressive. We're not sneaking. They know we're coming, right? I told him we were in the Shadowfell and trapped. He asked where we were. I wasn't able to send him another one. I could do one more. Let me try. And so I'll do another sending to Emilius. Say, we are near a tower by a lake and a mountain in the distance, somewhere west in the Shadowfell. Do you know where we are? Can you find us from here? He kind of takes a minute to respond and says, just stay where you are. He says to stay. He's going to come find us. Just a minute later, a little group comes out of the shadows. They've spread themselves out, so they're coming in all around you, not behind you, but at sort of a half circle. And you see the little pit goblin with the eye patch and the shadow hound that he had as kind of a mount. Mm -hmm. You see a few of them riding drakes that breathe out black smoke. And Amelius is on one of the drakes. You can see the star on his forehead and he comes in and holds up his palm and the rest of them follow suit and they salute with the star. Look over to Relop. I'll put my hand out. How did you find us? We had some celestial help. There's a little bit of that going around. Come. And they lead you back towards the tower. They have these little glowing balls that float around. They bring you to this tower. And Relop, you almost wonder if that tower and the material once stood in exactly the same spot. Hmm. And they invite you into this tower, and it's much bigger than you thought it would be. It doesn't look like that big a place, but you step into this long hall that goes longer than the tower should have gone in the first place. And there are rooms that go off from it. There's some bedding for these drakes that they use as mounts. And there's music playing in the background somewhere in the building. As you step in, Emilius is saying, I think it's time. And he looks at Relop specifically, but he's talking to the group. But he says, I think it's time that you meet Manumbra. Is that your leader? 
She is. They'll just nod. You move through the place. There's several different exits. This place is a little bit of a maze. They use a lot of iridescent tattoos and sharp contrast to the colors that they wear because you don't really see the colors. So it's all either dark or light. And the music that is playing, you find that there's a small band of minstrels and it's relatively upbeat, more upbeat than you thought it would be here in the Shadowfell. Seems like such a somber place. And as you walk, you start to step on insects. There's bugs crawling around this place and nobody seems to care much about it. There's these beetles and things, and they seem to mind their own business unless you step on them. Try not to. <laughs> Be a little weirded out about it. And you turn a corner, and there's a small, it looks almost like a tavern. You know, it's got a little bit of a hearth. It's just kind of a living space. And you walk in, and he says, Lady of Anumbra, we have guests. She has crazy hair. It looks windblown and pulled back, almost like dreads. She's very, very fair. She's not translucent like the rest of them, though. She doesn't have the veins in her skin. She's wearing robes that have little arcane symbols on them that are glowing. And she's playing cards with a couple people. The cards actually have a little bit of a glow to them as well. So, Champions of Light, I hear. Thank you for your hospitality and meeting with us. Get them some refreshment. Somebody from the table gets up and grabs a few things. They come back and hand you a warm cup, and it smells of broth. Thank you. Merrick will absolutely take the thing that was handed to him, but he doesn't really do anything with it. Finishes her hand. She wins, puts down her hand, and then pushes the cards away. She turns and rests her arm on the back of her chair. You're here for a specific purpose. You're here for vengeance of sorts. Of sorts, but more so prevention of further incursions into the material plane by creatures from this place. An elemental actually comes out of a back room, you assume from the kitchen. It's stark white, you know, with the colorlessness of this place. And it's fire, you assume, but it's hard to tell without the color. And it doesn't give off a scent. But it comes in and floats behind her. It's not threatening you or anything like that, but it seems like it's there for her. She says, tell me who it is that you seek so that I understand, and we'll see how we can help. We have several targets, unfortunately, but most notably is Asher Wolnir. He had attempted to bring Nock into the Materia Plane, and when struck down, a small bead of darkness pulled us all in here and is preventing us from shifting back to our normal plane. We have to find what brought us here and why and how we could get back. So that's one particular target, but also the Night Hag Feridwin. She is somehow involved and we have gotten some very reliable advice that you would be able to help us in finding her and perhaps resolving this issue for us. The Material Plane is a skittish place in my experience. Your information is not entirely accurate. And I know that you were there. We were where? At the perceived deaths of Faradwin and Asher Wolnir. How would you know that? Her name is not Umbra or whatever it is. I apologize. In our world, she goes by another name. Venifer, wasn't it? Well, I'm a shadow of what Venifer was once. Zan will just kind of step back. Because she was getting a little closer to this woman. And then when she realized that she's a shadow god, she's going to kind of back off slightly. Just as the Earth Mother is a shadow of Viridi. We've never left. We just have lost some of our potency. 
it's the same story for Nock. It's important that you understand that you're being deceived, just as Asher Wolnir was deceived. Deceived by whom? Nock? She says, that night on Medesta 6, Feridwin used the power of Nock. You saw that, correct? The cathedral, oh. yes. A little hard to miss. She was indeed using the power of Nock, but she was communing with another being. Her name is Terengol, the Hag Queen. And Feridwin is all the more powerful because of it. To a certain degree, Terengol ceased to exist that night, replaced by Feridwin. Your brother did something similar, although, as I said, he was deceived, as Feridwin deceived Terengol. Asher's essence is here, but he is not. He has largely been consumed by Fothil, the leader of the Guadrin. Have you heard that name before? Yes, the name was in his book. Although I don't really know much beyond that. Fothil was the Fey Lord of Twilight. They call him the Lunatic. And long ago, the stories tell he was in league with Nock. As was Venifer at a point. But what I think a lot of people specifically in the realm of men don't understand is that Nock is safely secured in the Lone Dark, the lowest level of the Elsewhere. He's never left, but he's not alone there. It's a place of solitude and prison for those punished by the gods. Their dealings with other powers merely tendrils have crept into your world. But other powers exist outside of the Elsewhere, and they have used the fear of Nock to their own benefit. You've heard some of the names. Rogadag, Ardenium. Nock's essence has been captured in items of power. You've seen some of them in your travels as well. So Nock was never coming back? Not in the way I that you sensed it. There are scarier things in the world than Nock. His essence has been captured in those items. Most notably at this point, the Staff of Fothil. A staff that has been fed by people like your brother. Using the mouse knock. Among other things. If you destroy the staff, you destroy his true link to the world. And people will be able to stop using Nock's powers for their own purposes. Because they'll return to Nock and he's locked away. Now the time well, will come when someone more powerful than you might need to implore mercy from the gods so that Nock can take his place among the gods again. Not as a monster, not as a conqueror, but as a lost brother. A notion I believe you can all understand. And she kind of scans the group. Tell me something. Are you familiar with histories, the songs of heroes, songs of battles against darkness, songs of dragon slayers? Of course. Have you ever heard any stories of good devils? No. And why are you so quick to believe in evil gods? What would have caused them to fall? Why are all of you shadow except for two? I'm not saying that we didn't make mistakes, but balance needs to be restored. Light is good, but you can't see it without the darkness. Well, you ever try to take a nap during the day? Sleeping is much easier at night. In order to defeat Faridwen and Fothil, who is what's left of your brother, you will need help from some of the gods that has already happened. You've been touched by Vinra and, of course, Lucian 
and Pyrian are on your side. I too can help in that way. We can easily get you to the mirror tree of Aroleth to find what became of Faradwyn and finish your relationship with her once and for all. And although Fothil's fortress, the Immerglad, is in constant movement throughout the great wood of the Shadowfell, I believe wholeheartedly that the path to that fortress lies with Faradwyn, or at the very least with her current home. So we deal with Faradwyn, and then we can deal with Fothil? I feel it in my bones, and she grins. May we stay here? We've just gotten out of a relatively large battle, and we need some rest before we take on anyone of more power. Of course. She waves her hand, says an incantation, and you each find yourselves in a cozy bedchamber with a feather bed and a lighted potbelly stove. All of you, except for Relop. Relop, she looks up from her cards and says, So we're dealing you in? Yeah, I can sit around for a couple and a half. Know how to play stars? I'll learn as I go. Looks like you got one up your sleeve. Points out your hand. Yeah, I think I got that round about these parts on the other side of the veil. I think you got it uh, here. Well, I don't know if I can say with any certainty on that. Can I ask you a question? You just did. Can I ask you several questions? She grins. Can you see across the veil to our plane? At times. Have you looked recently? I've been keeping an eye on things. Well, they've got the uh, Order of Light, and the Pyrians seem to be a reasonable bunch, but these Lucites are fanatics. It's like I said, if the gods were to allow Nock to take his place, it would restore some balance. I don't know that they're ready to do that, but if Fothil and Faradwin are defeated by champions for more than one god, it seems like a step in the right direction. Especially for one with a mixed reputation. There's a reason, Relop, that you were chosen for this work. There's a reason that this isn't a group of Lucites or a group of Pyrians. We needed a balanced group of champions. Just so casting aspersions to you and Arsa and Nock for that matter. Wondering why you're helping. The world's never going to be perfect, but I think we can make it better. Sip on my drink, fall back into the cards for a bit. After a little while, she is going to call it a night. She asks somebody to make sure you know where you're going to sleep, and she puts her hand on your shoulder. She's about to walk off, and she says, I don't want to bring up a tough subject, but it was the machinations of these people working under the, the guise of Nock that killed your brother. Make no mistake, there are not cultists out there. There are people that are very much tenebrous, this has not been some sort of lie, but the real strings are being pulled by Fothel, and Faradwyn is a big part of that. And you, my young friend, are going to be essential in their end. And she walks off and the elemental follows her up a set of stairs, just floating behind her. So Holg, you're just settling in, you got your own room. It's pretty comfy. It's weird that everything is black and white. There are a few bugs here and there, but they don't get in your bed. It's kind of weird. They have these bugs that roam the halls. The door taps. I will slowly open it. Uh, 
crack it just at first, I will have Lucan's bite in hand behind the door. It's Venebra, and she says, I'm sorry, are you were you sleeping? No, I was getting uh, acquainted with my surroundings. I have something for you from the elves. He's going to lean forward to that. She hands you a little package that looks a lot like the one that Lucan gave you, just wrapped up in cloth. Thanks. She stands there like she's waiting for you to open it. <laughs> I'm going to slowly start peeling off uh, what it's wrapped in. Okay. Can I undo the twine? It opens up and it's another short sword made of bone. It looks a lot like the other one, except that this one is set with a mithril cross guard. It's a little bit less straight lined. It's got a bit of a curve to it, but not much. And this one is wrapped in black leather as opposed to the red dragon scale. It's made of dragon tooth. And she says, from what I was told, you commissioned this. Yeah, I find it kind of surprising it managed to follow me here. Well, things happen in the Feywild. Mm, Faith is a funny thing. Sometimes it's hilarious. I guess I'm still waiting for the punchline. We'll all find it eventually. She goes to walk off. As she's leaving, she gives you a nod. And you do remember that they said it would be a season, maybe a month. Mm. And it has not been that. It's been a couple of days. Right. This is unsettling. Yeah, I'll slowly close the door, weirding me out. So I am actually going to set a door spike and do another thorough walk around of my room. And then after I feel confident that it is secure, I will lean both swords next to each other against the wall and just climb into bed and stare across the room at them until I fitfully fall asleep. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number four, onthefloor.com, for more great gaming content. And math time. I guess. Did you drop your entire bag? Pretty much. (laughs) And there are all the dice I own. And miss. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean double ones like oh my that god happen. <laughs> okay end of campaign it's going to require some sort of payment oh i'm loaded <laughs> yeah <laughs> that right. doesn't matter it can be your firstborn you know jokes on him I'm he's gonna... a celibate paladin i know right <laughs>